Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, and once again, I am joined, as usual, by Blood Tithe Ben. Ben, how are you? I'm really good, thank you, Ben. How are you? Yeah, not bad, man. What's going on in your world? Anything fun? A uh, lot, a lot of hobby, a lot of hobby. Um, exciting new print things as well, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. No, you've been um, really good. smashing out on the hobby thing, and uh, we got to show some of that off on. Uh, I can't remember where we streamed it to. I think we just streamed it to everything, actually, didn't we? The hobby yeah, hangout. I yeah, yeah, I like that. That was good fun. We should do more of that. Really good. Definitely, um, yeah. It's uh, frustrating to see how quickly you and Ian smash things out to a ridiculous standard. <laughs> Are you kidding? I painted, like, one colour on that entire stream. <laughs> yeah, one colour on 20 guys. Like, ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Um, and I, I got a layer done off my minor tour. So, <laughs> in You're comparison, doing all the reading. It's in comparison, not so, not so good. Right, it's episode forty-seven. It is, in fact, the secret team special. And those of you watching on YouTube will see the fancy little logo. So, Ben, tell us what are we talking about today? Yeah. So, like you said, it's secret team special. Um, we're going to be talking about some of the secret teams from Fumble. And, and using them in your leagues and tournaments. Yes. Um, and also some of our favourites, because uh, they're really good fun. Um, and yeah, along with the usual news and hobby. Fantastic. Right, uh, let's move on to what little news we've got this week. <laughs> okay, so news. Uh, we recorded the podcast just, just under two weeks ago, and there's not been a great amount of Blood Bowl bits. There's just a couple to touch on, and one I know we did talk about last week, but it is the Kraken Fantasy Stadiums. The world is in a bit of a 3D printing furor, and it certainly uh, feels that way in our group. I think Ben would attest to that. Oh, definitely. It takes over. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a whole new world. Well, as uh, somebody who's hoping to... Uh, trick you into printing some stuff off for me i'm pretty happy and some of the stuff i'd like to trick you into printing off is this kraken fantasy stadium stuff so it's mm-hmm. uh it's sitting at nearly twelve thousand pounds of a target of four thousand and um, it's still got 16 days to go and if you know anybody with a 3d printer this is great value yeah we did talk about this on the episode didn't we yeah yeah i think we, we covered it last week but i mean it's just too exciting not to mention again i'm yeah. really looking forward to it and they yeah. keep releasing stretch goals and stuff they've got like drunk um fans i think was today's uh oh yeah it's that's just, cool yeah there's like carts like food carts and stuff have been involved lots of different like scenery which is really good just like yeah from, like a, a fantasy game standpoint it's, it's really I, saw, cool. I don't think i saw this before with the uh the, the wooden the um the stone walls so there's there's a selection of stone yeah. walls with lanterns and things um and some very clash of clans banners which <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> which yeah. I, I think is really really cool as well uh and you've got all the accessories man if is there a uh is there a commercial license for this uh, I think so. They tend to. I'll just have a little. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Two hundred and twenty-seven yeah. pounds. Interesting. I'm sure, you make back quite quickly. I, I think. think I think it's, it's definitely a possibility. There's so much cool stuff here that can be used. But I just, I love the pitch. I know it's going to take forever to print because Ian Triplo mm-hmm. uh, has been printing one from the. <laughs> uh, oh, was the Leprechaun Kickstarter, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So the Leprechaun Kickstarter had loads of chibi-looking Leprechaun players. It was a great team. Uh, very stylized. I know that's kind of the word we go with when we say cartoony, mean cartoony, but it's a very stylized set. And um, it 
it, the pitch though was seriously good it was proper stone it looked like stone he's printed the whole thing off now it looks absolutely amazing but this pitch looks even better because you've got a mixture of textures so if you wanted an aztec one you've got it if you wanted rubble if you wanted mud you've got the trap doors they're all it, it but it would take a very long time to print a very long yeah time, right? I, i'm thinking like you know yes. at least, probably a couple of weeks <laughs> to just maybe about a week solid printing for the pitch and then like the rest of it you're looking at quite a long time but worth it you know it, the filament doesn't cost that much literally doesn't cost that much it's 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 pretty good it's just the time isn't it it's just the time yeah you just got to be patient what they did do which is really good is they released a video basically saying here's how you print our pitch because sometimes it can be really tricky to orient it and like support it and stuff like that you've got there's a lot of things to like worry about and they're basically saying here use these settings flip it like this you won't have to use any supports just put this little brim on it yeah and it'll print both sides really cleanly and because it's going vertically you get all the detail and it's really good yeah and i thought that was really really cool of them to do that and they've given a free sample as well so you, even if you're on the fence about it and you've got a printer you can print just one slab and think mm, maybe that's for me maybe not oh wow but i think most of all that just instills confidence because if they know that their product's good enough that they can give you something for free yeah to try I think yeah. that's a good move. I think there's a couple of um, Kickstarters I've seen like that where they've got the STL files. I think that Spaceship one, uh, which yeah. they haven't haven't delivered yet, but um, because I will be talking to you when that that, that delivers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, I did a, a couple of free files for that as well. I did. Um, they? I can give them a go if you'd like. And yeah, I need to have a look actually. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's a really really cool thing. Are oh, the good store carts and things meteorites? Yeah, they've got a load of extras for this. It's just a massive shame this wasn't being just produced um because, yeah like i mean james from club bought the huge resin fortress uh pitch right that was two, did, 200 yeah, something pounds i think uh, it was yeah. it was probably 200 pounds in weight of resin when it was delivered but i just i don't know i know that stl files are good and everything like that but if they had just put a we'll print it for you for 150 pounds I, I just think they'd be millionaires right now. Maybe that's yeah. maybe I should, maybe should uh, pick up that you can look, merchandise. You can look at it this way. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can look at it this way though. It's like I'd say it's probably going to cost about fifty quid of material to print it. Let's just say that's being like yeah, you know, real ballpark figure, fifty yeah. quid. A printer is like one hundred and eighty. If you're willing to spend about two hundred, two hundred and fifty quid on a pitch. You could spend 200, 250 quid on the printer and the material to print it. And print and get infinite it yourself, pitches. And then you have a printer left over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So that's, yeah. Maybe. I like it. Uh, as for miniatures and pitches and things like that now, we've had we've had the Games Workshops announcement. Um, it is the 17th we're recording this. We're recording this slightly earlier than normal. Um, mm -hmm. But this Sunday, hopefully, we'll get some Games Workshop news. I mean, we're still waiting on the trees. What else are we waiting on? Oh, yeah. The entire Snotling team. Yeah, uh, not had nothing so far. No. Now, what they did do this week was they released a really good roadmap for um, Underworlds. So for mm -hmm. Shadespire and things like that. They said, this is going to come out this month. This is coming out this month. The next edition is coming out in December. It's incredible how we don't have anything like that for Blood Bowl. Yeah. I, do you reckon the Underworld scene is a bit bigger? Maybe it's a bit bigger. Maybe it's because Underworlds is there to be organized play. So it is like a CCG yeah. you have to paint. I've written the worst kind. Um, and I don't know whether it's that, but man, if we had a, a roadmap for Blood Bowl, even for the next few months, I just, I don't know whether they, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Games Workshop loves releasing something, teasing something and have the buzz? 
do you think <laughs> do you think yeah i know right what a question <laughs> <laughs> do you think they like money is that something you think they're interested in <laughs> I, I yeah uh, i don't know man what do you think the impact would be realistically if they did drop a roadmap do you think it would be good or do you think it would be bad as far as games workshop are concerned they do really like hype and i think i think it's kind of bold of them to do it now after you know the whole uh, 40k hype thing was a bit of a mess Ooh. to like say oh this is what we plan to do um the last yeah okay ignore the yeah. last time we've done it and it's failed but this time it'll be good no but um it, it, seriously i think i think it would be a really good move like to do a blood bowl roadmap i don't really see where it can hurt them i i, I do get the feeling they quite like to be secretive about stuff it they do really like teasing massively, and, massively feels yeah. that way and do you think that's because there are to be fair some some really 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 good third party blood bowl guys out there i mean some top quality blood bowl guys out there but i think we can't ignore that yeah it, is that what it is is it because there's one team if they spoiled snotlings now and they said snotlings are coming out in december that would give grebo punga mm -hmm. you know yeah. vortice a load of other really good miniatures companies a chance to just make a snotling team in a month or two months get it out and then once a blood bowl player has bought that snotling team they have got the Snotling team. When Games Workshop drop theirs, there's no impetus for them to do that. I guess, I, I guess that could be it. Whereas like 40k, I don't know, because in 40k they're even more secretive. Like it's ridiculous. It's like boom, here's yeah. the spoiler. It's really in depth, and there's an amount of skulls that no other miniatures company could do. So <laughs> except your Russian friends. But <laughs> I don't know. Underworlds. Do you think it's because the they're, they're, they're a group of very specific character miniatures that can't necessarily be proxied or replaced. And because they've got the cards, they're just not fussed about spoilers for that. Maybe, yeah. Like, they really do own Underworlds. Like, yeah. it's never really been anyone else. Like, they do... Like, Well, they have Roadmap Necromunda as well. And Necromunda has a bit of a third-party presence. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as, um, it's as potent as the Blood Bowl one. It's not, no. It's ne not nearly as potent. And like, like you say, they are quite like Blood Bowl is you have humans, you have orcs, you know, there's a whole spectrum of like yeah. design and style you can pick from there. But like Necromunda, you have House Goliath, who's quite specific in their design and like yeah, House are. Orlok I, I and think, I think can't right. really. Yeah. You know, so, we, we see this all the time where people are like the Blood Bowl is more the communities than it is Games Workshop. And yeah. I've always thought West well, Games Workshop's game, like it's their IP, they own it. But mm -hmm. I think when it comes to releases and things like this, it is really indicative that it is probably the one game of theirs that is the least theirs of all their games. Because I, Bowl, I would agree, yeah. Blood Bowl ran without Games Workshop for 20 years. It may not yeah. have been 20 years. It may have been like seven. But it doesn't matter. And there are companies out there that will take Blood Bowl and run with it, which ties in very nicely to the to the theme of this week, which is secret teams and teams outside of the core Blood Bowl teams and actually what you can do with Blood Bowl, which ties in very nicely to the next competition that we'll be announcing at the end of the show. Um, although by the time this episode's come out, you've probably already seen it. Um, God, love time traveling of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just come on, Games Workshop. Just please give us a roadmap. It doesn't need to be a one in set in stone. Just like quarter one, you're going to have this team. Quarter two, this team even if they want to build up hype, they could say quarter four. It's going to be Norse, Amazon, mm -hmm. Slan, one of these three teams. 
enjoy communities start panicking what they're going to introduce they're going to take away this where are they going to move my cheese and you know create furor uh yeah i don't know it, it could be know. that snotlings are the start of games workshop taking it back because it is the first team they've released that's real like just new they've yeah. never seen before so it could be the beginning of that and they might like from snotlings might say look here's what's coming next you're going to have your mm. That'd be really interesting if they did that. Now, Snake Man team. For, for all yeah. the grognards out there, yes, we know that there was a Snotling team billions of years ago. Yeah. And I love Snotlings. I've been playing with my ogres for years, but what it, it has positionals that we don't know what they're going to do. And it has positionals that we, that, so the pump wagon, we've seen pump wagons in many guises in special, mm -hmm. in secret teams for, for one. Uh, but in the secret team slash stunty leagues on Fumble, where the pump wagons are inspired from the pump wagons evolved, there's two different, very different versions, right? And we don't know how Games Workshop's going to take it. So they've got these positionals. It's, well, I say it's kind of hard for a third party to produce their own version of it because what you'll see in third party teams is there is a goblin bombardier. Okay, the goblin bombardier throws explosives, so there they can there go yep. and sculpt something that represents the rules of the model. But at yep. the moment, there is a snotling on stilts and a snotling on a um, tiny nimbus cloud from Dragon uh, from <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, <laughs> it is <laughs> crossed with the moon from Legend of Zelda from <laughs> Majora's Mask, and it's it's like uh, they. I don't know if they can do it yet. I don't know if they can do it yet. Um, it's it'll be risky it'll be really risky to just go in there and make a competitor without really knowing what everything is going to be yeah um it's a bit of a shame but hey you never know and the uh, the worst thing about this and it sounds a bit negative this week i don't want to be negative because i love the prospect of having toys but it's just you know these this release is coming so there's no excitement it's release anxiety it's maybe maybe a week on Saturday I'm going to have a new Blood Bowl team. Maybe a week on Saturday I'm going to have a new Blood Bowl team. Every flipping Sunday, it's are we going to be buying a Blood Bowl team in a week's in two weeks' time? You know, and I just I know but it's then, coming, and it's stopping me from buying other stuff because I'm like, oh that that AOS unit I could use that for Blood Bowl. That'd be cool. Well, yeah, I kind of need to keep my fifty pounds aside for my Blood Bowl release, which may or may not come out this weekend. And I think that it's got to the point now where it's it might be or at least in my world is slightly ever so slightly marginally barely stopping um impulse purchases it, it's it's stopping that impulse buy because i'm like yeah well i want to get this because in two weeks time the stocking team's going to be out and i'm just going to be painting that and this is just going to stay in the gray pile of doom um, so would you prefer the other extreme or something in between so the other extreme being they just drop it would like, you like that? So boom. they just said, "Well, Snotlings are out." You never knew that. Snotlings, were and then they, you know, they they do the boom. Snotling team is coming. I think they did that with lizards. Uh, I distinctly remember being at a junction queuing because there was a train, and um, <laughs> my WhatsApp went crazy in the Blood Bowl group because this release had happened. And then five minutes later, I got home, and it was all of a sudden the Lizardman team had been spoiled and that it was going to be available for pre-order in a couple of weeks' time. So it was a real excitement. It was, oh my goodness, there's a new team. And then the following week, we found out some stuff about it. And the following week, it went on pre-order. And the following week, we got it. And it was just, it yeah. was really exciting. It was like, oh, it's Christmas. It's December. Here we go. Now it's like, we're going to have Christmas this year, guys. But due to coronavirus, we're not sure when it's going to be. And it's a bit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, uh, it's a bit tough. It's a bit. Tough. So, uh, 
I think from that, we kind of can figure out that the best way to do it is to say, here's the team that's coming and here is when they are coming. Maybe, to yeah. Say, give Maybe. a date. Give a date. Like, you could even say, you know, August 2020, Snotlings. Exactly. And then you know, and yeah. then you can plan around it. I, I do really like the splash release. I, even if they do a two-week pre-order, I think any mm -hmm. longer than that, it gets old hat. And it, it's kind it does, of like yeah. this. And now this is something that they have done is they've previewed the next release and then previewed the release after that and then previewed the release after that and you're not fussed about the next release because you know that two releases time is going to be the thing that you really want and i yeah. wonder if they've saturated that excitement point that i think you mentioned earlier i mean what about you what would you prefer i i think i would like the release date i think dropping it surprisingly is very games workshop it's almost like two <laughs> games workshop where it's just like you had no idea and then suddenly it's dropped like it's awesome because that's when excitement is at its peak you know it'll yeah. be like Tomorrow, it's, it's almost like you go when you go to like, or you watch E3 or something for video games. Exactly and they go like, like available that. now, and it's you're just like, oh my gosh, I can go get the game now. The world literally um, just changed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I understand from a business point that's actually quite difficult because they like people to plan their money, they like people to save up, they like people to have the money to just to buy it. So what like they, you see on the pre-order, what, what they could do is say that, hey guys, this huge release is coming in three months' time, and then um, not produce enough. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> and very, very games workshop. <laughs> <laughs> well, just what you needed for 2020 was for your hobby to just fall apart as well. Yeah. I mean, did oh, you man. get your copy in the end? I do. I was able to get it, yeah. <laughs> when they did the made-to-order, third-party shops opened up as yeah, well. That's that's interesting. I would not like to see that happen for Blood Bowl, but it kind of did happen for Blood Bowl, and some places didn't get um, all the pitches that they were yeah. supposed to get. In fact, I... Have I got, uh, yeah, I think my, my pitch is um, at my family's house because i just forgot to change my order details uh which one so, did you get uh, well i picked up the um underworld slash owa pitch that we are going to be giving oh, away tight, yeah. um for those of you who are dropping feedback into us um and i think this podcast will be out by then so thank you guys for, for dropping us some feedback we've had yep. you know 50 something uh, bits of info at the moment which is great we just want to know what more it is you guys want and uh, one of the cool things was that uh, loads and loads of people said we want to see hobby content so last sunday mm. we did a hobby stream with me ben and ian and we cycled through what we were painting we got loads of painting done it was really great fun uh, oh, so, I loved it. It was really productive as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was genuinely really productive. Yeah, yeah. It was cool just to hang out with people. A load of other people sent us pictures of what they got painted. So hopefully we'll be yeah. we're doing more of that. It's a good way to get together and, and, and game and geek. Um, and that's the kind of thing that can continue even after lockdown ends is because Sunday night, hang out, do some painting on stream, play mm -hmm. a game. You know, we'll see what happens, which is quite cool. Uh, but sorry, I did digress. Yes, the Games Workshop release schedule is a bit divisive. And talking of divisive things, we had a tournament run near enough close to us um in the last week so an actual irl in real life tournament was held on the isle of wight by rob and it was the it was sand bowl and it's uh one of the first uk naf events to happen after lockdown he said he got a so they ran it there was 12 of them they had basically an entire restaurant they had they did, a, they did a lot of work to make sure that everything was um, as clean as it could be. They had PPE available for all contestants. Um, they had they had the vinyl matches. No, wait, vinyl, yep. vinyl pitches so they could wipe them down. Although he did say there's Pleasure. not really much point of this, but it's just in case people cough on it or whatever. They said everyone was wearing masks. And they did this thing where one coach stepped up to the plate and the other one stepped back. So they had stools positioned on either side of the table so that, uh, you know, say you and I were playing a game, Ben, we'd be sat on our stools, both, you know, probably the stools are three metres apart or whatever it is. Your turn, 
you get up, come over to the pitch, move stuff around. Only your own models, only your own dice. And then mm -hmm. you sit down, and if someone has sidestep, you have to step back. So yeah, if you're going to be playing in a, if you're going to be playing in a quarantine um, match, I mean, in a tournament, I'd maybe leave <laughs> sidestep. Yeah, maybe leave sidestep alone, uh, and do not do. Don't you dare take shadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, could you imagine that? Don't be that guy. Heart, I know. Heart, just, uh, <laughs> just yeah, lots of fun. Um, so yeah, they had uh, they booked the whole restaurant out. They had six gaming tables in the restaurant. There's sits fifty people. They're spread around. Um, some players were masked, but didn't make it mandatory. Did some trial games beforehand to see how it worked. Boards of vinyl, so they cleaned that. Dice rolls were easily visible from two meters away. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's really good to see. And he says, of course, no handshakes. I think it's really good to see people take it seriously. So they could, yeah. they, they gamed and they could take it seriously. And I know there's a load of uproar about there, about tournaments starting up and about this is reckless. You know, don't do it. We cancelled our August tournament because we, you know, we cancelled it a while ago. And the reason for that is because we didn't want to be umming and ahhing coming up to it, whether we could do it, whether we couldn't do it. So we just said, look, we'll, we'll, we'll cancel that and we'll just take the prize pool that we had set aside for that and put it into our to October tournament, which is what we've done. That's Mega Bowl. Um, and I'm happy with that decision. And actually, I, I, you know, I think it's a great way to just hope that October is going to be great and have a great tournament and extra, extra prizes, which is pretty, pretty lovely. But I don't know, with the amount of controls and things they, they put in place, I think that's good. I mean, how would you feel about playing in a tournament at the moment, Ben? Um... Yeah, I probably wouldn't personally for me. Mm. Um, and that that's just, you know, I'm a bit paranoid about everything. <laughs> you know, I'd just rather... I'm not desperate. Like, I would love to play tabletop. I deeply miss it, but I'm not desperate. So personally, that, that's me. But I really do like that he said everyone respected it and there were no issues. That That's like warms my heart for the community. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing to hear. Did, did he say how many people went? Uh, 12. It was only 12. Okay, yeah, which is good. I think anything bit that's like an intimate tournament, you can kind of control it a bit. I think anything more than that would be really difficult to manage. Man, can you imagine um, Beachhead? Uh, now, Beachhead oh, was at the BIC yeah. in the middle of a games convention, so that just like we were talking <laughs> probably about this. already COVID. In there. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day, wasn't it? We we're so lucky that our last tournament just before everything closed down was such a massive event with forty plus oh, coaches at a convention, and it was full gamer. But you know, an event like this, yeah, I think that's it, Ben. I think I'm with you. I'm not in any rush. I am absolutely dying to play our league again or just play a tournament and have a great time. But there's a lot of stuff going on that kind of cures that itch. We've got some great, you know, content when it comes to hobby. You can hang out. You can, you know, Fumble has ticked a load of boxes. Blood Bowl 2 sticked a load of boxes. Uh, bo uh, boxes. We're running another Fumble tournament starting as this airs tomorrow. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, get to it quick. That's the uh, Summer Sorcery. And it's just we can get the games in. We can get the Blood Bowl in. And you can do it without going out which yeah. up until recently has not been um, something that the society has advised. But, uh, you know, you should, you should go out, play with people. Uh, now it's kind of flip-flopped. And, yeah, I think if you're going to take it seriously like these guys did on the Isle of Wight, which I, I even said to him, uh, what was it I said? I was like, as a compliance manager in real life, it sounds like you smashed it. It sounds like they took yeah. it really serious, which was awesome. Really I mean, my job at the moment is to control and provide a safe environment for... 30,000 people a week or whatever it is. Um, oh, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not, not easy. You know, it's a, to process 
hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of transactions in a week and keep everybody safe and set and distance and everything like that. So the work they've done, I think they've done a great job. Yeah, but I'm with, good. I'm with you. I'm not in any hurry. I, I'm happy to wait for a couple of months for it to calm all down. And hopefully we can do it a bit more comfortably. And, you know, when it comes to our league, I've said we're not, no one can play games until our venue is reopened. So, mm-hmm. and the reason that we've agreed that as the council of blood bowl people, a <laughs> council of wobble, is because if you are feeling uncertain about it, I, you know, uh, uh, which I get, uh, we don't want people to feel pressured to go. Exactly. Yeah. If, you know, if you're nervous, if you're. Definitely reasonable stance did not want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's why Rob said he was like there was only 12 people it was good those 12 people were people that we knew they were comfortable to come they could leave if they wanted if it wasn't great like it's fine um and I think if you're having a gaming club like that you know we're not opening the league for home play matches because we don't want to penalize those who aren't willing to go out you know because it is a risk maybe they've got vulnerable people at home maybe they are themselves vulnerable maybe they just don't want to contribute to um spreading a plague you know potentially and I think I think those stances have to be respected, which is why the NAF did exactly the right thing by pausing all of the tournament series as soon as this happened. Um, so you can go to NAF tournaments, you can raise your NAF ratings, but there's no tournament series for you to really get points for. So it's kind of like you can go, you can play, you can do the NAF things, but they don't really count for anything except your own personal numbers. Yeah, I think that's, Very fair. I think that's bang on. Um, yeah. I really do. So, guys out there, let us know what you think about tournaments just yet or not. Um, there's probably a load of pro and a load of for, a load of against, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what you guys feel about that. Um, because if we, if you're if you're gaming with friends, do it responsibly. Um, because it's going to be a lot easier to game in a month or two when everything's calmed down and gone back to normal than uh, if we accidentally spread it and we do get that second wave. And if that second wave's here, apparently it's planned or the potential for it to be is in October, which means I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to have to cancel another tournament. Uh, that would suck, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're not going to go for Sewer Bowl in August so that we've got a better chance of having Mega Bowl in October. And um, I think that works. That works for me. So that's cool. And the other thing that we wanted to mention news is Mega Bowl. So we talked about last episode. I may or may not have put out social posts about it. I think I have. I'm not sure if I have. But yeah, it's, um, we're taking all the prize pool from the tournaments that we've had to pause and putting it together. And we're having it on October the 31st, Saturday, the October 31st, Mega Bowl. And it is at Entoyment in Pool. And it's going to be £10 a ticket. And that is to support the venue with... Um, you know, venue yeah. hire and to help with our prize pool. Um, and it's... Awesome venue as well to add. It's it's like hobby mecca. It's fantastic. They um, they redecorated uh, when they were closed. They? Yeah, so when I was there oh, last wow. week um, to do the unboxing, they've um, they've moved their dining area sort of round to the other side. They've got a whole new like food counter in it. It looks amazing. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Upstairs is still the great same massive gaming space, which is awesome. But downstairs, is they've got all the toys, all the flipping toys. It's dangerous. <laughs> so much stock. Yeah. Dangerous in there. Uh, but no, it's all been decked out even nicer. So um, yes, awesome. it's a great venue, loads of space. And um, we should be able to have a really good day. We should be able to implement whatever social guidance is in place. It's still in October. 
Um, but it is going to be a, a really interesting day. We've got two formats going on at once. So there's two games of 11s and two games of 7s. It's going to go 11s, 7s, lunch, 7s, 11s, prizes. And there's a lot of prizes. So um, it should be a really great day for that. And there's secret league teams. There's some stunty league teams, horror themed from Tombstone Tournament. We've got mixed teams are allowed. And I don't just mean the the ones from um, Nine, from Spike Nine. These are, this is you take two teams, you put them together. There are some restrictions. There's only 424 choices. So, uh, and then also you've got the regular teams as well. So it's 481 teams, I think, all in all, that you can take. So, uh, yeah. Bear in mind, so there's a load of teams, a load of stuff. So it gives a great opportunity to do some modeling. And I know that's one of the key things for anything Hell different. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, just don't think about, about it as a super competitive tournament because there's a lot of teams and they're mixed in format. Think of it as a game day where you're going to come and you're going to build a cool team or just bring whatever team you love playing and you're going to play some games of Blood Bowl that you probably wouldn't have played before. And it's a great way to celebrate Blood Bowl and probably earn some cool loot and some cool prizes while you do it. So that yeah, definitely. that is the goal of Mega Bowl. And I know that talking of loot and prizes, Ben's going to see if he can't do some some pretty awesome magic stuff so that... Uh, yeah, you, hopefully you can get some, some cool loot. Um, you're going to want to come along. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've already got some cool prizes laid up, and that's even before you get to work. Um, yeah. And that's even before some of the work you've been doing uh, in the last week, uh, which takes us very nicely into this quick jingle. And then we'll talk about some of that crazy stuff Ben's been working on. So we'll be right back with Hobby. And it's Hobby time. Ben, take it away. <laughs> uh yeah i've been pretty busy um currently i'm right now i while we record i tend to get a bit of hobby done during the podcast it's, it's good use of time <laughs> very much uh, so. I'm, yeah i'm trying to finish off my middler thing so uh warhanam ian warhanam hanam and i um split a pelinor fields box and we're gonna do some scenarios when lockdowns ended so i've got the mordor so i'm just speed painting them up um just doing a really basic scheme but something quick and just get them painted just get paint on them because yeah they're they're quite old models um Oh, Not yeah, the they kind of are, aren't paint, they? But, yeah, it's quite satisfying just to lay colours and just give them a wash and they're done. Um, hang on, hang on. Yeah. What, what are we talking here? Lord of the Rings Return of the King must have been 2003, so these models must have been out 2004, 2000. Yeah. Wow. I employ people that are older than these models, that are younger than these models. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. Not far off me. Maybe, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and that's hence my. If you're watching the video, I got a bit gothic fingernails from spraying just before we recorded this. So it's not. I'm not just going through a phase. Um, yeah. Hey, no judging. Um, no judgment. Yeah, that's true. We we all went there. Um, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, I've been putting some paint on the pirates, which we did on the hobby stream. Oh man, um, those pirates are so lovely. Yeah, we gave away the Ratoga, didn't we, in the yes. last competition, and it kind of just made me think. You know, I need to paint mine. So that went off this week yeah. to Stephen Knowles. Um, yeah so hopefully i'll check in with him actually see if he's got it yet that's uh, it's so <laughs> cool i don't know if the video is cropped but they're just like in the corner over there so oh, it is a little bit cropped let me see if i can just uh, just 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 spread kind it out. Of hastily putting them over to the side before you record thinking oh these are in the yeah, way yeah <laughs> there they are just in the corner just in the corner yeah so no. i've got mm. them on the go there's a billion things i need to finish projects that's kind of what my goal <laughs> is for this week but most importantly i'll go grab this cool this is cool Cool, cool, cool. So on the pirates, hopefully we should have a. Now, team are we prepared away. to talk about our crazy idea, Ben? No, go. Which which one? There's loads. Pick one. Go okay. for it. 
So something we we're toying around with is, you know, what's how how far into the podcast are we? Like what half an hour? Yeah, half an hour. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so here's the first mention of giants. Oh, um, yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I saved you this time. First. Yeah. First episode. I know. I did use the word yeah. Fiora twice, but I did, but didn't mention giants. <laughs> didn't mention giants. Let's yeah. See if we can. Um, yeah, I'll hold this up to the camera. Yeah, I don't, the lighting's pretty terrible, but yeah. Um, oh, that's coming on brilliantly. So for yeah, those of you listening so, to the podcast, Ben has got a 3D printer, you may have heard. And uh, one of the things he's been printing like a madman are legitimate giants. They're proper D&D, like proper D&D style very, giants. Very fire giant, yeah. Yeah, I love them. I yeah. love the paint scheme you've gone for. Now, what what is that? That's like three, maybe four human linemen tall, Ben? Uh, yeah, I've got some elf elves for scale it's about three three elves tall yeah three elves like, tall. head to foot man standing up that, yeah that is crazy they are really 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 nice models so yes giants we like giants they're entertaining they're a different way to play bubble they're another cool element they definitely deserve a giant sized pitch with some giant players and some really big giants and that's something that we are gonna madly do at some point somehow um, absolutely but yeah ben yeah. has been printing giants you say you've got another one on the go yeah, I think I've got bits of him just here. I've got some, some trousers here, so I've got a couple of them. <laughs> These are from um, Arch Villain Games, if, if people are wondering. It's a Patreon. Um, he's running Magma Lords this month, and it comes with five different fire giants, as well as some other things. Oh, is that the Chaos Dwarves and stuff? Uh, it's a different one to that, but there's a lot of like Chaos Dwarf units. Um, our, uh, our group chat and, yeah. and the Discord is just like Ben finding these Patreons at this, <laughs> and just be like, look at this, look at this. In fact, where was that weird elf one you showed the group? I don't even remember. Because <laughs> Ian, Ian was thinking about what to do with his dryads, and you were like, oh, hang oh, on. Oh, yeah. Hang on. That, Raging hang Heroes, on. yeah. Yeah, hold my yeah. printer. I've got these willow people. Um, <laughs> amusingly, and also inspired kind of by the secret teams as well, which is... Yeah. I think you printing things is, is just going to um, unlock the potential for Blood Bowl a little bit in our group. Um, it's the it's the worst though. I thought when I got it, it would eliminate my backlog. I'm just like, yeah, okay, so I can print the upgrades. Like, oh, I can finally get around to doing my orc vehicles, and I could print like a little gun to go on them to make them a bit different but unique. And like, I wouldn't have to buy any more plastic models anymore because I've got a printer. And <laughs> instead of just printed a bunch of plastic models, just to top up <laughs> the pile. Uh, it's it's so it's, good. Yeah, it's more than I've ever had. So, so you know what I think is missing from Blood Bowl. Okay. Uh, well, that's a long list of things that really aren't missing from Blood Bowl. But one thing I do genuinely think is missing from Blood Bowl are upgrade kits for the mm. plastic teams. Now, Games Workshop have created yeah. their teams, and the plastic ones, although you do get a mimicking of very dynamic poses sometimes, uh, you know, it's not a terrible price to pay for a realistically really well sculpted. I don't think there's a there's not a Blood Bowl team out there that isn't well produced. I don't think there's finicky bits. There's the, but there's a lot of detail, and they're really good models. They are all really good, yeah. But they are built and stick together in really horrific ways, which makes converting them kind of a challenge sometimes. It doesn't have the classic uh, Space Marine flat arms where you can just chuck any arm on any guy and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I just, I'm just waiting for a bit site to do specific plug-and-play blitz that go into the Blood Bowl kits. And I don't that know if they really would good idea. ever be able to do it. Because they are so um, like intrinsically designed that it would be really challenging to do it. But if there was an upgrade kit for any team, I think it would do really, really well. Are there any players do you think that would work really well for? 
Do you yeah. mean just like a different helmet for like an orc blitzer or something, or do you mean like yeah. all new players? Well, yeah, different, yeah, different heads, different armor styles, different shoulder pads, just different hands, like just blood yeah. bowl bits. I think would just sell phenomenally well, and that's not like I don't mean for getting AOS kits and for blood bowlifying them. I mean like the way you build the human lineman is you take the left arm and shoulder bit and the bottom back of it and you stick it together. I think if they did upgrades of just individual parts with, it, I think it would. Uh, because that's what the Forge World guys did for the Bright Crusaders yeah. and the Orc one. I never got a chance to buy the Orc one. I don't really want the Bright Crusader one because they've all got bare heads. And, you know, since... <laughs> hey, talk to a Space Marine player about bare heads on Terminators. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's the same. It's like, okay, you know what Tom Brady does ever? Never takes his helmet off um, because he would die. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to die on the Blood Bowl pitch anyway, aren't you? But I don't know. Just, yeah, exactly. That's something I would like to see. Um, at some point, someone just doing blood bowl bits. You know, I will take specific shoulder pads and arms and things like that, because someone with a printer like that. I mean, I know you've done your Death Watch shoulder pads, maybe. Yeah, I've done a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, that was the reason you bought the printer. But it sounds like you've had more success just printing whole miniatures off. Honestly, like now, it's it's crazy how fast it's going. I think. People who've already got in, like companies and individuals who've already got in their foot in the door are kind of set. But I think now it would be really difficult for new people to get in because competition is like each month there's another person undercutting someone else, undercutting someone else. It's great to be a consumer, but I do wonder where the businesses are going to go because it can only get so cheap. What do you mean, what do you mean the, the sculpting or the printing or, or what? There's the sculpting because like you can yeah. get so many models for like $10. $10 but a like, month. At what point, at what, when does it stop? Because if someone comes in saying, oh, I was $9, because they know that people can only afford so much per month. So, yeah, so you've kind of got to prioritise yeah. um, which you uh, which you go for. Or you come up with a conglomerate, which I know probably te breaks the, 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 the P's, T's and C's of that, but if there's a few of you, you know, <laughs> you pick up that Patreon, you pick up that Patreon, you pick up that Patreon, £10 a month, we get £30 worth of stuff each we can print off. Um, yeah like pri private use is a whole different story really so absolutely. it's like absolutely. yeah it's when you start commercializing other people's work that's when it's bad but when it's um I, I, like you could pronounce the models with some friends i think yeah i definitely, definitely think that I, that's i think that's exactly it cool yeah. cool so ben has been printing like a madman he's got giants on the go i've seen a couple of big guys on the print um working on your pirates i have been painting things which has been lovely i've been painting some more of my ogre team my chaos ogres did that on stream um been doing my minor tour i'm actually really happy with the, the skin i do think it oh, needs it looks fantastic uh, it's really good it, it needs a little bit more of a stark highlight but i'm worried about overdoing it so i'll probably just take some better pictures and get your guys input um, no on a, like that i would be straight with you i think one thing i can never do is to bring myself to do a strong a strong highlight you look at all really the flesh and painters they highlight like white and i'm just like how do you I, how do you have balls just, to do that i'm just too scared to do it i'm just too scared yeah. to do it so he's nearly finished and then i've got a load of stuff that i can paint so if we do another hobby stream this sunday if you and ian are available actually not even if you're not That's available funny. i think i've got a zombie match on sunday and then i'm going to go straight into just doing some hobby hangout as well and um, mm -hmm. it's just going to be painting some stuff there's so much to paint it's really cool um, I did pick up the Old World Alliance team to do the yep. unboxing, and then I accidentally left it with Ian um, because oh, he, no. well, no, 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 no. You see, he made it off the the cuff remark. He was like, huh, "I might just get some dwarves and a couple of halflings and make my humans," because he'd been painting up a human team with um, tiger stripes. He did, uh, ah, yeah, 
you know, Saber Tusk. Yeah, yeah, the set. Oh, well done. I couldn't remember that <laughs> at all. But he painted the Winston Chog Ogre to go with them. He painted the humans to go with them. And actually, he mentioned that. So when I dropped off some stuff to his house, because um, I bought him a hot pot uh, for his birthday, a halfling hot pot, the old school model. And uh, I dropped around my old world alliance box. I was like, oh, you know, if you, you, you did say you wanted some paid up, some dwarves and some halflings. So Ian might accidentally paint us an old world alliance team that we could use for YouTube. Um, oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. So um, outsourcing accidentally to Ian. Um, but I won't be painting them up, which is fine because I've got plenty of other stuff to paint and I'm just working my way through things for for YouTube when we can start recording, hopefully in a month, two months time. Um, maybe yeah. even less. You know, I don't know when it will be, but we're uh, recording some secret teams. Oh, man, we need to finish that off and then go into into yeah. season three, which I'm super excited about. But yes, it would be very useful if I had a roadmap from Games Workshop, so I could plan. <laughs> <laughs> I could plan the shooting, whether we use the ogre team or whether we replace it with snotlings if they're out in time. Um, did put it out to the community: is it Old World Alliance or dwarves that you want to see next? And about dwarves are gone. <laughs> So really? I, think, I think the Old World Alliance kind of, yeah, I think they've ousted dwarves a little bit. So uh, Fun dwarves. <laughs> yeah, dangerous, dangerous fun dwarves. And there's, there's a bunch of cool stuff in the community going on with that as well. So hobby-wise, I've been doing that. Um, what did I do? I got a zombie game in against Eric, Expert uh, it was a one-all draw. It was a great match. I got another defensive uh-huh. touchdown on the opening drive, and then I couldn't hold him off. And it's it's all so such a defensive league, all zombies. That's the A Zombie BL run by Morpheus. And um, talking of fumble times, we've got summer sorcery coming up soon. Um, oh yeah, which is going to be uh, just just a fun fumble event as well. Um, so I'm sure you guys have already heard about it by the time you listen to the podcast. Um, because I probably would have done a video and then put it into the feed before this episode aired. But, you know, I'm sure you've heard about that as well. So loads of hobby stuff going on. Loads of games going on. Ben, I, I don't think you've had a chance to play any uh, Blood Bond, have you? No, 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 no games, sadly. Um, we need to get Fumble yeah. Tournament on the go again. Yeah, I, I, sh- I think I will join for Summer Sorcery. So yeah. uh, let's get Wizards. my team sorted for that. Wizards everywhere. The great equaliser of Blood Bowl. Yeah, giants wizards and uh secret teams i think basically sums up the bonehead podcast oh and of course sevens um those are a few of our favorite things and i think that is probably about it hobby wise ben uh yeah i think so sweet right let's uh let's get talking about secret teams okay so we're going to get into the real substance of the episode, which is talking about secret teams in leagues and tournaments. So Ben and I are huge fans of secret teams, as we've said before. And, um, and yeah, we just, we just wanted to just have a bit of a ramble about how we can convince other people to incorporate them more into their tabletop and, and also through fumble and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, Ben, like you love secret teams, right? Man, what is it you love about them? They are so, so, so cool. So <clears throat> before we get into the real detail of it, uh, uh, secret teams are on Fumble. Fumble we've talked about loads of times. It's an online Java-based Blood Bowl. It's I think I described it before as if Square Enix made a Blood Bowl game because it is yeah. just like 16-bit graphics. So the interface is pretty old school, but it allows you to play Blood Bowl. So these 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 people have created this Fumble uh, to play Blood Bowl on, and then it developed, and they thought they'd start building teams. And I did a count earlier, and with the Secret League and the Stunty League, there's over 100 teams there 
like the Secret League's 80-something teams. And these are all teams that are either developed from the fluff or whatever, just, just that have been played, have been played hundreds of times. So if you love Blood Bowl, there's, there's a whole bunch of teams. So the reason I love the Secret Teams is because it is another way to play. You know, there yeah. are some teams that are like human teams with a twist. There are some teams that are completely um, unique. And there's just... Blood Bowl is a challenge. Every game is its own game. There's its own narrative. Things unfold. No two games are the same, unless you're playing Dwarves versus Dwarf. Then it's a 1-0 to somebody. But, you know, <laughs> there's even some cool Dwarf teams in the Secret League. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I think the reason I love it the most and the reason we propagate these teams so much is because there's, it's, just, it's just another way to play. It's like an expansion pack to your Blood Bowl. Oh, so you have such a good way to describe it. Yeah, you've got your core game, which is always really good, and everyone loves it. And then sometimes you just want a bit more, and you get the new, a new season pass or you know your new DLC, and they just all these secret teams pile in, and you just have so much to choose from. It is and like DLC, yeah, DLC yeah. for Blood Bowl from before when before DLC existed. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like whatever you want out of Blood Bowl, there will be a secret team for it. Like if you're a Warhammer fan, you really like a certain faction part of the lore. That's all in there, and it really expands onto areas that Blood Bowl kind of hasn't got yet. Um, you know, before Games Workshop are now releasing the Snotling team, yeah, you there's... would, yeah, you'd have a Snotling team and the Secret team. There's two. There's two. There's yeah, exactly. One in, there's one in Stunty, the Stunty League, and there's one in the Secret Leagues. Uh, so, and yeah. they're both horrible with trolls and bump <laughs> wagons and things. So, I cannot wait to see what the Games Workshop roster is going to be because if it's like either of the ones on the Secret on the uh, on the on Fumble, man, it's going to be a fun team to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might not win, but you're going to have a blast. So. <laughs> Wait, nobody play, nobody plays stunties to win. They play stunties for carnage. Exactly. Uh, and I think, yeah, that team is looking like it's going to be lined up. Hopefully those pump wagons will be mighty. Um, <laughs> uh, just a quick aside, if you want to know more about or see stunty leagues being played or, or you know, evidence of them have been played, um, Lockdown Bowl and Bonehead Bowl 2 were fumble tournaments that uh, we were involved in. And I cast a lot of games. Um, I played a lot of games, but I also uh, commentated a lot of games. And in the in Bonehead Bowl, Ben, you did exactly the same. You streamed some games. You commentated some yep. games. So there's a load of really interesting matches with Secret League teams available on our YouTube. And uh, right now, we are going to go live with a Fumble tournament. I think I said earlier in the week that it was going live after this episode was going out. I've got my dates mixed up. Um, it's our Fumble tournament starting on Sunday, the 2nd of August. So when this podcast listens, uh, when this podcast listens, when this podcast comes out, if you're listening, uh, you've got a week to sign up and it's it's free. Just come along, plays four weeks worth of crazy Stunty League and Secret League games with us. And um, hopefully this uh, this ramble is going to encourage you to do so. So yeah, sorry for interjecting, Ben. I just wanted to say, if you wanted to see any stuff, jump on YouTube and you can see some of the games we've played, um, <laughs> including the yeah. ridiculous Hail Mary pass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and my snotling pump wagon scoring touchdowns. Um, <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. It's just Great. so... The stories, the stories are so good. Yeah, I think all the stories I remember from Blood Bowl tournaments, the strongest ones have been the ones with secret teams involved. Because sure. they're so unique, right? Because they're... Yeah there you're exploring this so we've i think you mentioned tombstone ben um mm -hmm. tombstone is a tournament that we ran last year we were going to run this year it's now morphed into mega bowl so the teams are still available uh and we've got 28 29 
secret slash stunty league teams that you can run on tabletop. So we had this event and there are teams there that you have never really played before. You've never played, mm-hmm. you may not even look at them before because you're going from 20, uh, what is it? It's either 28 or 29 standard teams now, depending yeah. on where you are with Snotlings and Underworld, to that plus another 80-something stunty uh, secret teams out there. There's just so many teams. Mental. Yeah, yeah, it's so mental. good. But this is about why you should run them and how you can run them in leagues and tournaments. So, Ben, where did you want to start? Yeah, so it, it's... and it's, I think with the thing with, with new things, and some people are averse to new things and averse to change, and I think that's absolutely fair. You know, you have your human team and you go into your your league and you expect to play one of your opponents bring in oh yeah okay right they're playing they're bringing skaven i gotta i gotta work i gotta use my anti-skaven tactic which you've spent years developing that's great and Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a bit scary if someone says right i'm gonna bring my vimir team you're like what is vimir (laughs) and um yeah and it's it's i can i can totally understand that but i think if it's encouraged more and maybe drip fed into the league maybe introduce like a handful and you can choose them. You can integrate it with it. You can play normally. Yeah. Like maybe maybe that's a good way of doing it because it's still Blood Bowl. Like I've I've played a few games with secret teams now, like quite a few, and it's never not felt like Blood Bowl. It's still the yeah. same. You just got to yeah. learn some new player types every now and then. So I think one of the first fears that a player can have, or that a coach can have, or a, a TO or or league commissioner can have, is the fear of balance. Um, yeah. That that is. First of all, there is no balance in Blood Bowl. Exactly. But, uh, introducing another team that's tier one like Wood Elves might not be the most fun, which is obviously where the fear comes in the community with Games Workshop releasing new teams. Yeah, we've seen a few teams which are kind of like Dang- pushing the boundaries. I they think. look dangerously yeah. good. Um, yeah. But that's from a, a set piece point of view. And actually, these are play tested hundreds of times by different yeah. strangers on the internet. That's the great thing about these. Is I think one of these teams, the lowest, is like, oh, this team has only played 327 games. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it as it is now to see how it plays out. And it's like, right, that's that's enough. That's a lot of games. Like, if something's ridiculous, you're going to flag it, flag it up immediately. And there yeah. are going to be some games. I have played these games. I have... I have streamed these games where some of your players can just seem broken. I mean, I did something really broken with a with a rotter, <laughs> okay, from Nurgle. No one's going to look at the Nurgle roster and be like, man, that team's OP because those movement five hatch three guys, they're ridiculous. No, they're not. Yeah. You just get lucky sometimes. And yes, there are some team builds here that look mighty, look really mighty, and, you know, might seem a bit cheesy. For example, Slanesh, Ben. But... Um, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, you ran Slanesh in Bonet Bowl. What was your final standing? Three? Uh, three wins and a draw, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So pretty strong, but that's still... Oh, no, you... wait, two wins, a draw and a loss, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so but you ended up in the top 10, I think. So maybe yeah, I think, third yeah. or fourth. And yeah. uh, you were up there with a Norse team, uh, two Skaven teams, a Dark Elf team. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Is even the very best of these teams. Uh, the worst case scenario is that they end up playing against those people who've brought Wood Elves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know what? That sounds like an entertaining thing. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. Fear is balance and just not being able to play a fair game. But these are actually remarkably well play tested. But then you've got the ever balancing factor of 
what the heck am I doing? And uh, when you play these kind of teams, you know, I don't know how many fumble tournaments you're going to play a year. There are some people out there who play like 20. A lot of people are going to play six to eight. You know what? There is 83 teams in the secret league alone. That means you would have to be doing this for 20 years to play four games with each team, you know? Exactly. You're going to be exploring. Saw this at Bonehead Bowl. Saw this at Lockdown. Saw this when I go to Mana Bowl Stunty Cup and take a silly stunting team or whatever. You are just exploring what the teams do. And so is your opponent. And I think that is one of the most exciting things. And even the guy who's going to bring dwarves, regular dwarves, because that's what he loves playing, is going to have a new experience because I have never played against Casabar or Clan Pestilence. <laughs> and I don't really know how to do this. So we're going to have to play. You know, this is a challenge and it is a new challenge. It is. Yeah. And it's a great fun one as well. It's, it's, it's like a new puzzle you've got to work out. And I find that just really thrilling. Yeah, um, I like and, that. And it is a new puzzle. Yeah, the theme. The theme is so strong. You could it, it, it unlocks so much stuff in your league. If you like, we had Tombstone, which was a horror themed Blood Bowl, and you could do that because of the, all the secret teams give you the options. It's not just you know undead versus necromantic and vampires or something. <laughs> you can have so many options, and you could do a whole league, which is like chaos themed. You have all the chaos teams, or you could have, you know, I don't know bones with just bony teams and yeah you you can just do so many things with it and yeah so that's a big thing it's theme and i think that is another way to encourage people like i said before where they might love a certain aspect of the law that isn't represented in blood bowl and now they can play it well, there's like one or two albion teams there's a giant team which aren't really giants mm -hmm. anymore but they're still strength six guys with pixies and there's a there's a lot to explore in there but like ben said to get them into leagues or tournaments you've got to face into the fact that there are going to be there's going to be a it's it's new so there's a risk that it might seem unbalanced hey and anytime you do anything to anything there is a risk of change of balance but i think the real key is what ben's going as i said come for theme but the modeling opportunities oh yeah it, this is such a good like area you, you you just if you're really into the hobby side and you love your kit bashing your painting your maybe even sculpting um and you really like to shop around for new opportunities like this is a really really cool way like when i was doing when we were doing tombstone i had the wear team yeah it was great fun looking at options like, i've got to find wear cans where can i find those and it just encourages you to be creative you end up with a really unique thing like you can put on your table a team that no one else has ever put on the table before that's it it's so special and so unique so yeah. I, i've got an absolute ton of special and secret league teams now so i've got the, the carvelings the halfling the chaos halfling team that's based yep. on a stunty league roster um and that was incredibly great fun to do. Build some chainsaw guys, build some chaos spawn, mm -hmm. chuck it in there. Uh, because you have your big mecha tree men guys, don't you? Oh, they were wicked. They were just, yeah, like five pounds each with postage was absolutely exactly. delightful. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I've built my, my Zinch team, uh, which is from this secret league, you know, with some chaos warriors. But I think one thing that you cannot get away from is the fact that... <clears throat> There is an element there. So when we when we first put Tombstone together, it was going to be limited. It was it was limited. It was limited to yeah. chaos and undead teams. So like you said, like chaos and necromantic and stuff like that. Plus the secret league teams. That can be a little bit um, restrictive. So by introducing mm -hmm. these teams to a standard league, as long as you've got the standard stuff there, you can expand. But there's a lot of teams here that you can build as one team and run it as a normal team. So my Chaos Halflings, they work as 
halflings and goblins now because I've got all yeah. the pieces for that. There's a couple of teams. Right? There's a there's a Nippon team. Actually, that's samurai. It's mostly a human roster. You can build this team and then use it as a human team. Like all, it gives you an excuse to do to do modeling. You know, your wear team. I don't know, Ben. You could use that wear team for a bunch of teams, but you may have may end up having to get some more, you know, plate pieces or something. Yeah, the, the squig team. Make a wood elf team. To be honest. Wood elf team. <laughs> uh, you know, the squig teams are probably the teams that are the most um, linear. Like, if you've built a yes. squig team, it's very difficult to use it as anything other than a squig team. But you know, you get to have a squig team, and Games Workshop need to release and officially sanction a squig team. But until then, there's one in secret leagues. They will. There's two in Secret Leagues and one in Stunty. It's yeah. just so much squig madness. <clears throat> and the thing is, if, if if more leagues and tournaments make it normal, we wouldn't have to use it as something else. You yeah. can just use it as... That would be the, the, the perfect world <laughs> where you just have these as official rosters. Now, are you thinking more league or tournament here, Ben? Um, I'm thinking more league, actually. Like, on, on the league side, like, I would love to have an ordinary league where you can level up because and this is purely because we usually play the secret teams in a tournament setting like we haven't really played many fumble leagues um and it's mostly been tournaments and like we had tombstone with a tournament with secret teams yeah. megabolt is going to be a tournament with te- secret teams it'll yeah. be really interesting to see how they develop and where the balance comes in with that absolutely how they develop like an ordinary team yeah <clears throat> so yeah, we run we run tournaments, but when it comes to fumble and when it comes to uh, seven super series, I wanted to get that pseudo element of team development. So the way our teams level up in our fumble tournaments is every game you get two skills, so you kind of get a little bit of that. And in seven super series, you get one skill per game. So again, you get a little bit of development, but it is nowhere near as cool as it is having to farm that extra completion to try and level up this guy i've lost this guy he's injured i can buy another guy that full-on rpg element uh, the narrative yeah. element that makes blood bowl amazing in league you're exactly right ben um, game outside the game isn't it the game the outside the game the story outside the game when it yeah. comes to this uh you cannot get without playing some kind of league and yes introducing these teams to the league could be a little bit divisive but they are. They've been play tested. Their backgrounds there. It's and if it's a case of Games Workshop or a case of it being a non-sanctioned Games Workshop team, man, just look at the Blood Bowl community right now. It is divided. There is a schism, genuine schism between CRP and 2016. And I think this is probably the best time to say, yeah, you got the CRP. It's been play tested for ages. Yep, you're quite right. Here's this fumble thing that's been around for. <laughs> you know a very long time with all these secret well, longer teams. than me probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the secret league's been around for i don't know maybe 10 years it might be less it may only be seven or something but that is a huge amount of time for these teams to, to develop so it is actually a pretty safe environment but i think i think what you said ben was was really really key uh mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to open it up to all of them yeah. um when it comes to blood bowl leagues and blood bowl tournaments you kind of have to let everybody bring the team that they play with. So you've got to have all 26, right? Sorry, mm-hmm. 28.5. And uh, you've got to have those. But when it comes to the secret leagues, you can ban. You can introduce as many as you like. Okay, then what we're going to do is this season's going to be lustrous, so it's going to be normal teams. Plus, we're going to have the Skink team, the Snake Man team, 
and uh, the clan pestilence team we're going to open these teams up because of this thematic thing and uh you know what goblins have invaded so have squigs too you know and, and oh, i really want to do that now <laughs> can, can we do that <laughs> right, we can do that you can introduce that like you said with tombstone okay guys you can bring right well that was restricted so you can only bring the the horror things but you know if you're going to do a league add these teams in you don't have to add them all and you can even take it to a vote if it depends on how democratic your your league is but realistically you're going to end up with a few coaches you, i think you're going to end up with either two things you're going to end up with two or three coaches with a team that they wanted to build that's going to either be competitive or just stupid right and then that's that's kind of balanced because the rest of your players are playing normal blah blah but every now and again they're gonna to have to play a game against a crazy team that mm -hmm. probably isn't that crazy it's just different or you're all a bunch of mad modelers and you just go in and everybody's got a team from the secret league and i guarantee you're just gonna have the most fun league you've ever had because the story yeah. will be so strong because i'm gonna bring pokemon into this because pokemon is just a great analogy although there are loads of rpgs and, and things like that you're exploring the game you go around you go to a new area you discover this new series of stuff and new moves and new things and it's the same thing with this is you're discovering new stuff and if you don't want to go here here's an extra 100 teams introduce 10 that people can just maybe build or pick or something the starter teams you know yeah exactly just choose the safest ones now that said i don't think there's that many from the league that are particularly crazy um they're all just based on fluff or they run and they seem sensible and they're built of players that have been put together before or templates <laughs> that are out there for teams and i think that's what's so exciting about it you know there is a tree man team it is a yeah. bunch of tree men with some pixies that are basically just slightly better snotlings it's as good as you'd expect <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's not it but it's cool man i mean i'd love exactly. to exactly it's fantastic it's just a massive new challenge that you've destroyed i believe with your sunish yeah, you can play against the forest though. It's like yeah. you can you can play out Eisen the Battle of Full Isengard. On Isengard on Bowl. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think yeah. there might actually be a fancy orc team that you could use for the Uruk High. Uh, anyway, <laughs> getting massively, massively sidetracked on that. So where did you want to go with this, Ben? Um yeah, so I just wanted maybe we could discuss some of our favourite teams and why we like them. And uh and then sort of like how we use them, why we use them and what we thought it added to the game absolutely so yeah that is a quick breakdown of what the stunty league is what the secret league is and uh, why we think you should run you know or at least introduce them to your league the, th the risks the dangers you know but actually it's pretty safe give it a go have a look at the teams i put the link in the show notes so you can have a look at some of them and if you do want to run a team and try it out we're having a fumble tournament it starts on the 2nd of august it, there's no sign up cost just come in say hello join the discord have a great time and play some games with us and uh you will experience some very interesting teams you're gonna be fine and you're gonna love it if you like blood bowl and even if you love playing a crunchy team and i've played for form and i have got my compound bow at home and i've got my balance i've got my <laughs> lasers and i like to do the same thing every hundred times doesn't matter bring your dwarves bring your wood elves yep. play to win but it's going to be a different game and that's going to be great but uh, this time you can crush some skinks or something yeah oh man i love the skink yeah. team so what we're going to do is we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be back with some of our favorite teams
Okay, and we're back, and we're going to talk about some of our favourite secret slash stunty league teams from Fumble. Why, and um, really, why they should be introduced into league slash tournament, and what what are worth what what things are worth considering. So, Ben, take it away. What do we got? Uh, I'm going to kick it off with the wear team because this was the first one I tried, um, and it was just really fun. It was really fun to model around. It was really fun to play. It was just really unique and just really cool yeah so um i'm gonna uh, for those of you who are watching on youtube i'm gonna bring the uh rosters up on the screen but we'll quickly talk through each of them just as we go just to give you guys a, a kind of taste of what is out there so the wear team uh i think we've talked about this at least once before on the podcast and uh those of you who were watching season two of seven super series would have seen the wear team in action at least in sevens uh so wear cats 50k nor to 16 that's your lineman position or seven two four seven Okay, so strength two elves at the moment. Pretty uh, much, yeah. With jump up, general, and agility. So with two skills, they're seven, two, four, seven blodgers mm -hmm. for 50k. Yeah. That's not bad. And you get werewolves. So naught to four werewolves, 120k, 8338, claw, frenzy, regen, GA for normal access. They are your werewolves. This is the werewolf team, really. Yeah. This is the wear team. Um, you get four of them, which is very um, nice. Up to four. And then you get some very, a very cool position on here, the Werebear. So 0 to 2, uh, 110k, so a little bit cheaper than the Werewolves, 4518. So they're your big bruisers. Uh, really stupid, mighty blow, fixed skull, and grab with strength access. So they're just they're just better trolls, Ben. Yeah, exactly. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, yeah, I had a really good, um, really good run with Werebear. Um, having grab is really cool as a as an individual yes. skill, and this team comes with sixty k of sixty um, k reroll. So you ran this at Tombstone, didn't you? How was your team? Yeah, uh, I, I think I had three wolves, the bear, and then just a bunch of cats and an apothecary. I think because the fun stuff yeah. is really expensive, but yeah. the linemen are really good. They are really good. This team is fast. Like, if you've played Necromantic, you know what werewolves can do. Um, they really are a star player of the team. Um, and when you can have so many of them, and then you're backed up by Movement 7 linemen. Movement oh, 7, Edge, 4 linemen. But, with jump up. Yeah, 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 jump up is huge. However, this yeah. team goes down like a sack of Kinder Eggs under any kind yeah. of pressure. And... Um, you know, I think you can see it in the in the seven suit uh, in the sevens game I've played on YouTube with these. I think I've only used these guys once. Yes, I have because they're due a game with the element with the ethereal team, and yeah. um, at first they are just working and clicking, and it's just really potent. Then they start taking a couple of punches here and there, and the team falls apart, which is really cool. It's like it's not really like any other team out there it's it's got a, no. lot, a lot of potential but it does have a legitimate vulnerability in that your linemen are great but they are fragile and uh your your fun stuff is so expensive that you don't have a lot of it i mean like you said you had three wolves and a werebear that's four positionals that's four good players the rest of it's linemen um yeah how did you do it tombstone in the end do you remember uh i'm trying to remember i think I think it was two wins and a loss. Maybe a win, a loss, a draw. So that's. I think uh, I won one and I lost one. I know that. Did you? Oh, you played against uh, Nick's um, halfling tree mound people. I didn't did. You? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. So the team is definitely 
beatable. Uh, you're looking at this mm-hmm. roster and you're thinking, man, they'd be really, really, really potent even in sevens. And I don't think they won the game. I don't, not, I can't remember what happened, but they were really good, but they were not dominant. And that's no. what you want. You want to challenge a team that can win, but you can definitely beat them. Um, yeah. And that's that's really nice, but it plays a very unique way. Yeah, you can pull off some really quite nice moves with them. I know having grab on the werebear was really nice with the werewolves because you can put them, you can grab someone into a frenzy block with the assist already on the werebear, especially if he's got guard or something. Yeah. And that was really nice when you can do stuff like that, where you can kind of like maneuver them and with jump up, you can kind of get quite, even though it's only strength two, you can kind of swarm with the movement seven and get like the free blocks from being down. So. You go down quite a lot with armor seven on the line, then so. you do, and then, um, yeah, being able to maneuver stuff around to get that frenzy block. <laughs> Here we go, we talked about this earlier. Uh, season two changes, um, 480 games played with a win percentage of 42 percent. Um, so removed loner from werebears, uh, then another 395 games are played with a win percentage of 41 percent. Uh, so <laughs> You know, that's nearly 800 games, no, over 800 games played there during the development of this team. And uh, finished yeah. at 41%, which is tier 1.5. So tier tier 2, really. Tier 1.5, yeah. tier 2. They're, they're, kind they're of, a solid tier 2 team. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they're a little bit better than that. But actually, their vulnerability <laughs> is a genuine thing. Um, it's like they're all on the offense and they have like no defensive skills. Glass apart from, like the odd region. Yeah. Uh, it's and having yeah, it's really like like a wood elf team they at least you have blodge yeah. and you have some dodge that's yeah. scattered around it's yeah this would be a proper brawl against skaven i think yeah i think skaven would win um i think, I Sk- think skaven yeah. suffer we're going to talk about skaven in a very in a podcast in an episode coming soon but they suffer the um they suffer the injuries on lineman skaven that's what hurts the skaven team this team loses that battle against skaven and you cannot you can skaven if you've, you've got skaven you've got the speed you cannot have the toughness against in this matchup you've both got speed but the skaven have the toughness edge which is really yeah. interesting um the core isn't really doing anything on exactly. the uh, werewolves i think so, it's uh yeah. i think that would be a really interesting game mm-hmm. um we should probably play that game soon i like we that. should <laughs> the tabletop we can oh that's the dream yeah. hey we've got teams ready to go um yeah. okay so that was one of your teams, was the, the wear team. Um, what am I going to pick for one of mine? Uh, you know what? Let's go for the Nippon team. So uh, Nippon is a place in the Warhammer world that was very lightly touched on. It's got um, ancient Asian culture style things. So it's kind of samurai ninjas. And this team has got samurais and ninjas. So this is um, this is the Nippon team. And it's got... Uh, 0-16 Ashigaru, which are 50k, 6-3-3-8. They're human linemen, okay? So human mm-hmm. linemen on this team. Uh, then you've got 0-4 Samurai, which are 90k, 7-3-3-8 block. General strength. We all know that positional. That's human blitzer. That's Skaven blitzer. 0-4. Okay, so we've got human linemen. We've got human blitzers. Then you've got the spice. So you've got a core of a human team there. And then you've got 0-2 Warrior Monks, 90k, 7337 claw okay interesting but this is this is why i love this team the 0 to 2 ninjas 90k 8247 dodge leap so slightly uh slightly slower than a gutter runner but they come with leap instead and they're backed up by human linemen and human blitzers with a couple of really interesting pieces this team is so fun and really demonstrates the fact that 
there's so much design space in Blood Bowl. This is a human team, but they've kept the linemen, they've kept the blitzers, and they've just tweaked the other positionals in order to two ninjas. So I saw this play in Lockdown Bowl, which was a fumble tournament that was four weeks. That one actually had league development. So it was really cool yeah. to see the teams kind of um, get butchered and everything. Uh, and the ninjas were wicked. It was such an exciting team. It was humans with two gutter runners. And those ninjas just did crazy stuff. There's no big guy. Yeah. There's no big guy. There's no short no hands. The rerolls are 60k. No, you, you don't need it. But they, they it's missing that bit. So you've lost the all trades element of human. And you've added that bit of spice opportunity with two ninjas, mm -hmm. just two. I think the fact that it's just two is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like kind of own down war dancers, aren't they, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's probably fair. But I think the reason I, I choose this as one of my great examples is that you can build a human team, get some Ashigari heads, Puppets War, get some Samurai heads, Puppets War. Get some Ninja Heads. Puppets War. Build your linemen. Build your Blitzers as normal. Take two Catcher models. Chuck Ninja Heads on. Okay? Maybe, you know, you get a pack of five heads. But, you know, build all four of your Catchers with Ninja Heads. Get a, get a cloak from somewhere, I'm sure, as well, maybe. Just to make it look really if, unique. If you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you've you made, don't have to, yeah. No, you've made those guys different enough. And you yeah. can still use them as a human team. So you take them to a regular tournament. You're like, oh, this is my human team. Everyone's like, dude, sweet samurai ninja human team. And you're like, I know. Um, and then you you take it to a, a tabletop event that or your local league that is allowing this team in it. And you've got a Nippon team, which yeah. you, is just so different. And it was so exciting watching this team do its thing. And it, it in the league, it created a story. It was these, these ninjas, were getting, they got blocked. They did stuff. It was just... It was really, 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 really exciting, really interesting team. And this is on my list of teams to build. Um, and here, Nippon team, season two, 450 games. Season three, 469 games with a win percentage of 50.32%. People like Nippon, don't they? That's it. But it's a cool roster, but that puts it 50% really cool. is, you know, dark elf territory. Um, and it's definitely beatable. It's just a human team. You take out the ninjas, and you just manhandle the humans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's that's a, that's beatable. Say, well, you know, wood elves take out the war dancers, you skaven. You take out the gutter runners, and you just dominate board. You can beat this team exactly the same way. Okay, yeah. what do you what do you got yeah. next, Ben? Uh, for me next, I'm going to talk about my recent one I played, which was Thanesh, which we kind of glossed over in the previous section. Um, Here we go. Yeah, this this team is awesome. There's a couple of secret teams of Slash. Um, there is one which is quite insane, which we saw, wasn't it? And we thought maybe <laughs> hey, we, that should get tweaked. Could we want to talk about that on an, on an episode like a few months ago? I think, I think we did, yeah. Maybe when we were... Oh, because the Sage, the sage oh, of course, put yeah. a community team together for Slanesh. So yes, Ben is right. There is a Slanesh team and there is a Demons of Slanesh team. So the Slanesh team is the Chaos Analog, so Chaos Chosen. So, yes. you, you know, the Nurgle roster has got your, your Chaos Warriors for Nurgle, and it's got that kind of stuff. The Slanesh roster is that, but for Slanesh. So, mm -hmm. uh, Nord to 16 Slaves to Darkness, which are 60k for 6347. Uh, so that's pro But they come with mutation yep. on regular, which is a very interesting. Uh, Nord to 4 Slangors, 80k, 7337. 
So Beastman, plus one movement, minus one armor. Horns, yeah. Very long legs and prehensile tail with general oh, agility Right, so no agility. They're one faster, they're one slower. So they're, they're Skaven with horns. They've got mm -hmm. very long legs, which does very little unless you've got leap. Okay, mm -hmm. so and prehensile Get tail. That. Prehensile tail is pretty good. Then you've handy, got. It came in handy. Yeah. Did, yeah, well, man, it's so good on Croxigors. Um, yeah. It's something you don't even consider, but that. Changing that dodge away from a 3 plus to a 4 plus or from a 2 plus to a 3 plus is massive. Yeah, um, even psych just if anything, psychologically, they just <laughs> won't do it. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I don't want to take a dodge with a 3 plus with my gutter runner because the gutter runner will fall over and explode. Um, <laughs> happens. Um, Slanish Warriors, 0 to 4, 110k. So 10k, I think, more than Chaos Blockers. Uh, 6, 4, 3, 8. So drop an armor, gain a movement. Comes with claw and very long legs. Just mm -hmm. brutal. Ben, how did you get on with this team? Oh, this team was fantastic. I This was fun. This was like, if you if you want to play a Chaos team and give it a bit of spice, you know, season it a bit, as for this team, it's you, you have the big strength for heavy hitters, and they come with claw from the get-go, which everyone wants. Um, and that was awesome when I played against the Tree Man team, and oh, it did a lot of work there. That was that was um, a that was a heck of a matchup. That yeah, that I was felt, good fun. I felt so sorry for Widrum. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> it was a bad matchup. It was like um, I'm just having a look at uh, the result here for your team. That's do 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 do. Where were you? What was your team called? Perfection perfected. You were tenth yeah, place. Wrong. Two wins, one loss. And a tie. Um, yeah. And trying to find your team. Anyway, so you played, you did play the trees. How did you do against the trees? Do you remember? I can't remember. It was, I honestly can't remember. It's forever <laughs> it's ago. It's ago. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, wow. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, there was some narrative here because you played against one of the other great teams of the Secret League, the mm -hmm. Ethereal team. Um, your nemesis. Yeah, the which I'll come to because that's my other team that I've chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection perfected. Oh yes, you lost the last round handily uh, to yeah. the secret team, Bretonian style. Uh, oh, they were rough. That was uh, that was a dominant performance. So Perfection perfected two one against the trees. It was only two one. Yeah, it, there was it. It was it was a grind. Like I could break through them, but. You know the the pixies were around and Treeman are still pretty smashy, so he got a lot of punches in. But you got four yeah. casualties against him. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. But as they say in Fast and the Furious, winning is winning. Um, yes. And yeah, your team did a very good job. But again, it wasn't it wasn't a whitewash. Even though this no. team has got Edge for Limer, which apparently Ben loves, and uh, you know the Slangles are great. You gave them leap, right? Yeah, see that I, I thought going into this, the the warriors would be the ones to watch out for with claw. They're, you know, strength four and claw. That's terrifying. You would imagine. But really, yeah, it was the gores. It was the beastmen. They with very long legs and I stuck leap on them with the skills. They never let me down. I was like leaping into cages with the horns. <laughs> I was leaping out of them, getting touchdowns. It was amazing. I don't think I. I think I failed like one leap roll. It was just pure luck. But oh man, they were so much fun. You can just go everywhere, and it really helped against like like the tree man team with the stunties, the prehensile tail everywhere. Oh yeah, it's great, absolutely. So 
this team versus a chaos team okay you've got agility on the lineman that's that's huge but yeah. you've lost the armor uh Slangors, you've lost the armor slanesh warriors you've lost the armor and where's the minotaur there is no minotaur so a chaos versus yeah. slanesh team you've got the movement but the chaos team are going to do the grind um yes i think this team has the edge at a lower level but the Chaos team and the Nurgle team are going to have more resilience. They're going to last longer. Because you did have some casualties. You did suffer some casualties with this team, I think. Yeah, yeah especially against those Bretonians. They really tore apart. Yeah, the, the Bretts were... Uh, yeah, they, they they did their thing. So you, ha you caused seven casualties. You lost ten over the course of four yeah. games. Um, and the Chaos Chosen team, which was which ranked one above you in that, run by mm -hmm. Puckster, Chaos... Chaos Choose did, uh, was even on 5 and 5 with casualties. So your claw got you a few more, but armor. Yeah. Letting twice as many. Not as many as, as I did, but uh, that's okay. 13, 13 evens on my casualties. 13. <laughs> Dude, there were some, there were some quick games. <laughs> there were some quick games. Um, so these are all teams from the Secret League. Uh, you know, Ben, let's go. Let's go for your next one. Okay, straight into the next one. Yeah, so the next one I chose is Ethereal. So I'll just bring up these stats here because this yeah. team was my nemesis. Since um, I love this story. Since Tombstone Tournament. Uh, yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> and the fact it was uh, against, against a Wobbler as well. Another yeah. Wobble League, mate. Milton. Yeah, against Milton. He took it, He took the Ethereal team. And we had a couple of practice games to like work our roster, I believe. And um, yeah, I went into this tournament thinking, just like, okay, right, we've got... This, this is the team. I think I can outspeed it. They, the ethereal. Team. Let's just let's talk through their stats. So, so hang on. I'll wait. I have got the wrong team up. Look at that. <laughs> you went for elemental, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I keep doing that. Um, the the ethereal team. We talked about on the podcast a couple of times before. I literally think yes. we've properly talked about it because it is such a fun team. And uh, again, we've run this on seven super series. So if you want to see it in action in sevens, you can check that out. We played a couple of games. I think we cast maybe we cast a couple of games of one of the, the fumble tournaments with Ethereal as well. So definitely yeah, worth so. looking at the looking at the matches. Ben, have you got the you got the stats? Yes. Yeah, so Take their linemen zero to sixteen are spirit hosts. Uh, they're sixty k and they're six three five seven. Okay, so you've, um, you've moved from edge four linemen to edge five linemen, Ben. Okay. Yes. See However, the here. <laughs> they do have no hands. <laughs> Foul appearance, titchy and regenerates. They're titchy as well, so they're dodging anywhere, anywhere they would like. For a two plus forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got regenerate, so they're kind of annoying to take down, which yeah. I did find out um, in Tombstone. And foul appearance is rough. So yeah, you've got these, you've got these like pretty good linemen. There's armor seven linemen that go anywhere you want, and they just are there to just get in the way and block, and that's really good. Um, so moving on, you have zero to four wraiths. It's these like your your mid tier player, your, your core. Um, they're 110k, uh, six three three eight, and their foul appearance, disturbing presence, leap, very long legs, regenerate, and stab. So just a few skills there. Yeah, so they've got a lot. And again, foul appearance, disturbing presence. So you kind of like Nurgle warriors with strength yeah, three. Yeah, these um, are, these are the blitzers of this team. Yes, they are, and yeah. they have stabs. That's always an option. Dude, um, stab is great. Um, yeah, it's really good. That's what this team is kind of about. Yeah, they've got leap and very long legs. So you've got the spirit hosts running around anywhere you like on a two plus. All they're ever doing is taking a cheeky blitz at strength three, 
or chucking in supports or just getting in the way, adding tackle zones because they can't pick up the ball, but they sure can stop you from picking it up. Um, yep. And you've got the Wraith, found appearance, same as before, which is frustrating as heck, but mostly to remember it. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. great thing about Fumble is it will do it for you and you'll get a really retro sound effect. Um, <laughs> disturbing presence on up to four players in your team. I mean, they're ghosts. It makes sense. So thematically, the spirit hosts, no hands. They've got hands. You just can't use them to pick up the ball because they're ghosts. Everyone's seen Casper um, at, or, you know, the movie Ghost, which is older than all of us. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> you know, that's thematic. And the Wraith with disturbing presence because, uh, you know, they don't have Binky, but they are death incarnate on the Blood Bowl pitch. Yeah. They've got Stab because they touch you with their icy death touch, you know. Yep. And uh, it doesn't matter where they touch you, you, you there's, a, there's, a, there's a chance you're going to die. Yeah, they're leaping into cages stabbing, which is always a great option. When, oh. you, when your spirit hopes are blocking, these guys can just jump where they like and stab, which is really cool. Um, and then, yeah, on top of that, you have Banshees. So zero to two of them, um, 100k, 7247. Foul appearance again, leap very long legs again, regenerate again, and then hypnotic gaze. So these are pretty much your ball carriers. So they're fast they have good edge they're quite weak at strength too but with foul appearance it does kind of keep them quite safe and there's um, only two of them yes only two so once these guys are gone suddenly the team is quite struggling to get the ball because you're down to your race which yeah. you won't have many of either because they're all quite expensive so kind of taking out these key players is the way to break this team apart it feels, they all have regenerate it's funny the wear team um has got some really expensive key positionals but yeah. their linemen are great, fragile, but yes. great. This team, their positionals are insanely cool. They're expensive as well, but their linemen are so thematic. This is just top-down design. This is how do we get yeah. ghosts to play? Even in the in the notes, Titchy Ange 5, no hands, represents a player that is always ethereal. They are just ghosts. And like you say, Ben, the counterpunch to this roster is you take out the Wraiths and the Banshees. It limits their actual ability to to move the ball or to do anything. I mean, we've all played against a Lizardman team and got lucky and taken out some skinks. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is like that, yeah. but they can't roll a six with no hands. This is just an absolute, it's just all or nothing. It, like, if you ghost their ghosts, you've, you've won. If their ghosts yeah. survive, because they've got regenerate and foul appearance, so you've got a two plus to hit them, and then even if you do knock them out, uh, I mean take them out of the game on a four plus, they're they're coming back, uh, mm -hmm. which is so key. But you you had the match of your life against these. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a rule of redemption. So when I played in Tombstone with my wear team against Milton, he really tore the team apart. And I think I was down to about two players. Yeah, it was uh, it was horrific. <laughs> Yeah, in the most recent Fumble tournament, I played against them. I was dreading it, wasn't I? Do you remember we were saying yeah. the the matchups were all lining up after everyone was playing their games? It's going to be like, oh, Ben, you look like playing Ethereal. Oh, no, it's okay. You've been saved. Oh, wait. No, that person got a cheeky win. Looks like you're up against Ethereal. We were all very um, excited to see you exercise your demons slash ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought this mesh along and, yeah, absolutely tore them apart. Um, it was... What you was weren't afraid of no four ghosts, one. Ben. 4 nil. Or um, nil. I feel yeah. like I feel like you streamed this game as well. Uh, I did stream this one. Yeah, you did stream it. Uh, you got uh, no casualties. They got two casualties against you, but you got four touchdowns uh, and just just dominated. I remember. I think you were leaping around and stealing the ball and just avoiding yeah. the race. I was. 
Yeah, I was just avoiding it. I think last time I played the wear team, I got two stuck in, and mm. the ultra found appearance really screws up all your plans, oh. especially with like when you're relying on your frenzy. You got to do it twice. Um, and if and... you go for that that key blitz on the ball carrier. Yeah, exactly. Boom. So I just I tried to bog his players down with the linemen and tried to stop them doing all their sneaky shenanigans. I didn't cage up that much because this team has a huge cage breaking opportunity <laughs> with leap very long legs, it with hypno gaze. It ignores stab. your cage. It just walks through your cage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just went speed and just um, just tried to power through constantly um, using using my leap and very long legs my advantage. And yeah, it was really good fun. Ah, but yeah. this is this is exactly what we're talking about, right? These are a bunch of teams that play like no other, and you get yeah. games that are just so unique. Uh, you know, because how do you play? How do you play your chaos team against this ghost team that actually plays like ghosts? Uh, this is another team that I could absolutely see Games Workshop bringing in a team like this. There's law yeah. for it. These skills. There is nothing going on here that aren't covered in the in in the rules. There's nothing going on here that's not understandable. It, it and it gives a really unique play experience. Of look, if you play this right, you're gonna have a great time. If you play it ever so right, it's like playing Eldar. You know, it's just yeah. you know you, you get it right, you you line up well, you're gonna absolutely dominate, or, or you're gonna get crushed. And <laughs> it's just so exciting. And they play they're great fun in sevens. Uh, you don't yeah. have the line. So if you deploy against Ethereal in 11s, you've got that lineup. Those Wraiths get a bunch of free stabs. And mm -hmm. free stabs are just really potent. Um, and if you, it's different in 7s. You've got positional limits as well. So, But they, these guys, their key players being so expensive has the same issue. Their linemen being so expensive at 60k. It, you don't get a lot for your money with this team. It's... A unique play experience, I think, is probably the best way to, to say. Um, yeah, and I think as well, like just one more thing is on the table, they look unique when you have models for them. Like Milton did a great job with his ethereal team well, where he just he, used the Games Workshop line, which has amazing models for it. <laughs> yeah, and, he, he did. Uh, the only problem with Milton's ghost team is that when we put him on YouTube, everyone was like, hey, how'd you paint it? And he went full Darren Latham and was like, hey, I did it using these 27 paints, but interesting fact... <laughs> 29 of them are out of print uh it, yeah but it's such a yeah. lovely paint job um, so good yeah he used and it just looks different to every blood Bowl team yeah, yeah. Human, human lineman just with a ghosty paint scheme uh he used the for the wraiths he used the um i don't know some chain uh, not chain rust but some aos the guys yeah, with the the chain rust. yeah chain uh, rust port. and then he used some banshee guys for banshees and ugh, the team looks awesome um mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely want a ghost team at some point because uh, it's just so much fun. Right, we, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a couple more, Ben, because these are just so. Yeah, good. you go ahead. Yeah. Let's uh, keep going. Oh man, who to choose? I know I picked some out of my notes, and I went for the Nippon team because I got to sort that, do some stuff. Um, let's go for on your Zinch team. Yeah, let's go for the Zinch team because I'm building it now because it's so cool. So we're watching Lockdown Bowl, and I uh, got to stream a bunch of the games. And a uh, coach called Alpha Wolf, who also played and did very well in Bonehead Bowl, um, ran a Zinch team. The Zinch team is like your Slanesh team. It's a Chaos version, but it's for Zinch, the god. So it's like a Nurgle team, but for Zinch. And this is just such a cool team. So the linemen aren't beast, aren't linemen, okay? They are familiars. They are sorceress familiars. And 
that's like little dudes, like the little pumpkin dudes, the little candle dudes, the little book dudes. They're just weird little things based on some old Games Workshop models. These guys are 30k, 6136. So strength one, agility three, stunty, titchy, right stuff, dodge. So without sidestep, they are snotlings, fast snotlings, better armored snotlings. And they come with foul appearance, which we've agreed is an incredible uh, defense mechanism. I, Rich used to lord up. Um, how great foul appearance was and I was just nonsense you're full of garbage um, just take block and you have that one game where yeah. it ruins you <laughs> ah, but you know what foul appearance for free on a strength one player yeah it's going to keep him alive a strength one player with dodge it's going to keep him alive so these little dudes just can't run around they're, they're two plusing it three places they've got dodge as a reroll they've got a two plus board save against being punched in the face um so they're your, they're your they alignment. You've got Lords of Ford Zarngors, which are 6338 for 80k. Horns, so these are your, your beastmen. That is a beastman. Horns with extra arms and big hand. Okay. I I looked at this and I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's thematic. Zinch is very like, you know, hands everywhere. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Hands and eyes. That's cool. But then we watched a game and Matt's BBL was co-commentating and we couldn't figure out what had happened for a second because he blitzed the ball free, Alpha Wolf blitzed the ball free and it landed in like four tackle zones. And it was like, oh, well, you know, that was good work. Could we only put some tackle zones on the ball as well? At least it'd be tough to... And all of a sudden, he just this beastman had just run in and picked up the ball and then dodged out. We're like, what? Well, hey, what just happened? Big hand ignores tackle zones. Extra arms so gives good. you plus one. So this beastman just wandered into a bunch of tackle zones. Two plus picked up the ball. Then three plus dodged out because edge three is really fine. And uh, just swooped in with this massive mutated hand and grabbed this thing. And being able to blitz a strength four means actually you can blitz, knock down that ball carrier and just mm -hmm. follow up, pick up the ball on a two plus. It's ridiculously good. Um, and the Zinch Warriors are cool as well. Five, four, three, nine. So standard Chaos Warriors, they come with uh, Hypnotic Gaze and Extra Arms. So they're 120k, so they're 20k more for Extra Arms, which gives you kind of edge four sometimes. Uh, and yeah. Hypnotic Gaze can be really useful. It only works on a four plus with these guys, so it's not ideal. You, you're often more having, just having a better time blocking. Um, but it becomes a really interesting team where you've got Garbage Linemen who will blow up. Uh, and you've got some really interesting players. It's it's just a fundamentally slightly changed Chaos team. And talking of Chaos teams, this one does actually have a big guy. Well, got, yeah, this is... I've got my changeling here, which is the changeling model with a blue horror hand instead of the staff. And 130k, uh, it's got movement star, strength star, edge star, armor star. Uh, it comes with pro, which is cool. And then the really exciting thing is at the beginning of every game with this changing, you roll a d6. On a 1 or 2, it's a troll. On a 3 or 4, it's an ogre. On a 5 or 6, it's a minotaur for the game. And you know what? You're talking about leveling up and skilling up and brewing these teams. What do you do with the changeling? Do you just go for claw and assume it's going to be great? What do you do? Like, it's so cool. This, this, is, this player is going to be different each game. Um... Oh, it is really awesome. Like you can get a cheap Minotaur with Pro. <laughs> yes, you can. You save twenty k and get Pro. Yes, you yeah. can. Uh, but you could also end up with a troll. But having that, it's a troll with, with pro, pro. It's not makes yeah. it a little bit better. Um, yeah. 
so Zinch team is really interesting. That's why I'm building it. And I will probably be bringing this to Mega Bowl because I think it's going to be a really interesting team. Um, you've got the familiars, you can use whatever you like. It's just another way to use the models that are out there. Do a cheeky bit of converting. And uh, you've got some arms from Blue Horrors. I've got some Rubric Marines heads. Um, I've got the Changeling model. It's just, oh, I don't know. I just needed another Chaos team, apparently. So well, I think that's a really good point <laughs> because I'm glad we touched on Sanesh and Zinch because... This is what I love about the Secret League is because Bourne has a team in Blood Bowl, a core yeah. team, sort of a semi-core team. Yeah. Nurgle has a team and there's generic chaos, but then Lash and Zinch aren't in there. And suddenly, now they've got a really thematic team each it's, to bring along. And you can so, have all your gods. They are so thematic. I think you've. Yeah. that's exactly it. So those are some of the more ordinary teams, I suppose. Just the teams that you kind of, yeah, I, I could play that. I could play that. I mean, Ben, before we before we wrap up this segment, is there any other teams that you think we could talk about? I mean, we could talk about them all, but any other key teams there? I think you've got one you want to talk about. I've got all of the ones I want to talk about, man. Yeah. Should we talk about... Uh, we could talk about Squigs. We could talk about goblet, some of the Goblin stunties. I think we should go crazy. Let's go wild. We talked serious. Let's go. Let's take it up a notch. Okay. Should we, um, should we go... Squigs from Secret League or Squigs from the Stunty League? Because the Stunty mm. League is the one... That's where we got the Squig team for for uh, seven Super Series. That one's really simple. Crazy. That one's really simple. You've got Herders, you've got Squigs, and you've got Squig Hoppers. That's it for the team. Okay. We'll, we'll go for the Secret Team, Squig Team, because I know there's a couple of listeners out that have built them, that love them. Yeah. And if you want Squigs, there are two teams in Secret Teams alone. You've got Night Goblins, which are Goblins, Trolls, and some Squigs. And then you have got a Squig Team with all the Squigs. Uh, yeah, that one's just super fun. Okay, so straight off the bat, you've got 0 to 16 Squig Herders. Uh, 40, mm -hmm. 6, 2, 3, 7, dodge, stunty, right stuff, thrall. So they're goblins. Foreshadowing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goblins with thrall. Then you've yeah. got madness. Just complete madness. Okay. So 0 to 2, cave squigs, 80k, 6, 4, 3, 8. So strength 4, edge 3 for your cave squig. Leap, very long legs. So they're leaping around on 3 plus. No hands. Yep. Basically, don't have hands. Really stupid. They need to be herded, hence the squig herders, and claw because chomp. Um, so you've got two, not two cave squigs. They're really stupid, but they're strength three claw. No, strength four claw. Mm -hmm. that, that's fun. You know, the, the, the star nest team is that. Then you've got the absolute star players, which are not to four squig hoppers. Now, with Games Workshop releasing the great great models for night goblins in age of sigma this is where this is why a squig team is so required so squig hoppers nauta for 100 cage six four three eight so strength four edge three leap very long legs doing the stuff bloodlust and claw so you've got up to six strength four claw players there with either bloodlust or really stupid so not Anybody who's played goblins or read fluff about goblins, you know, background, they're unreliable. And when it comes to yeah. squigs, they are chaotic. And this is that. You're going to bloodlust. You're going to eat your own players. Really stupid. The cave squigs are just going to refuse to do anything. Um, but that's not even the most exciting thing about this team. We've got three more to go. Uh, 0 to yeah. 1 giant cave squig. 110, 4519, troll time. 
Um, loner, really stupid, thick skull. Troll time. No hands and claw. So for 110k, you get basically a troll with claw. That isn't yeah, bad. That's, that's not bad at all. <laughs> There's your big guy. Then you've got the mangler squig. Um, which in Blood Bowl is somewhat smaller than it is in Age of Sigma, which is definitely yeah. worth considering because the Age of Sigma Mag Mangler Squig is giant sized. Um, in this, it just needs to be two squigs stuck together, which I know we talked about on the hobby stream the other week. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> Ian, Ian brought his Mangler. Yeah, <laughs> it's show and tell. Um, so the Mangler Squig is 120k. 3718. Can you guess what's coming? It is a ball and chain with claw, no hands, and no secret weapon at all. This thing is just two Amazing. squigs chained together, and it's going to 3718 around the pitch. And um, unless it gets stuck in a pit trap, which is exactly what happened on the opening game um, with the squig team in Bonehead Bowl, it ended up in a pit trap in the first turn of the game while playing against uh, Ollie the Norse's Norse team and just stayed there for the whole game. It's brutal. Oh, no. um, the, the Mangler squig is a terrifying prospect. And it's still got claw. Like, claw and ball and chain is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's just an absolute prime target. It's got no loner, so it's a prime target for go for yeah. it as well. So you've got six squigs with claw. Then you've got another big squig troll with claw. Then you've got a squig chains, uh, not chainsaw, ball and chain with claw. Uh, then you've got the squig gobber. Now I didn't get to see the squig gobber in action. 80k, movement one, strength five, edge one, armor nine. All right, weird. Movement one, troll, bombardier. Claw, hail Mary pass, really stupid, no hand, secret weapon. So this guy needs some support. Otherwise, it's going to be doing stuff for the four plus. But Hail Mary pass, Bombardier. It's just going to be gobbing squigs anywhere on the pitch. It shamefully it does have secret weapon, but then again, you're getting away with it with the Mangler squig. Um, I yeah, can't... and like you come with Hail Mary pass, which every Bombardier wants. Oh, it's the so dream. It's, really, it's the dream. Yeah, so if really you like nice carnage and chaos, this is a team that you can absolutely run. And worst case scenario, all of your guys die, and you end up with goblins. Goblins can do stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's like let's say you got you get your bombardier swarmed and they try to take him out and they fail you've then got a strength five piece with claw <laughs> i can just punch back yeah it's got some defense there um yeah exactly yeah it's it's just such an interesting team and we saw this team play against the other team with squigs in the secret league which was the night goblin team and that's got squig hoppers it's got fanatics it's got trolls it's got netters it's just there's so much stuff here that's interesting we haven't even got to the blood dragons Lamian, necrox strigoi von karstein sylvania pact so if you're a vampire player there's one two three four five six teams there uh oh i don't know if i got sylvania pack in the mega bowl rulebook i might have to check that uh, but that you know vampires everybody yeah. loves vampires but they need a bit of something Right? It, it's like getting fish and chips and just not having curry sauce. It's just, ah, oh, it would be great for that extra bit. The big guy. We saw this in the big guy competition. We had about 75 yeah. billion entries for various big guys for vampire teams because that's what the people want. We've got just different vampire teams. And it is that. It's, it's everything that we are on the Bonehead podcast is expanding Blood Bowl, having more games, having different games, exploring the design space. And, um, just just go join a fumble tournament you know join the secret league on fumble play some games you know if you are a to or a league commissioner introduce some they're not going to be crazy 
Ben, you and I spoke a few episodes ago. I don't, actually, I don't know when it was ago now. Everything's just been one long day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but we talked about um, themed leagues, didn't we? Yes, we did, yeah. I joked earlier about taking it to uh, to the tropical area, Lustria, and introducing some teams. Oh, yeah. Know, just yeah, set, yeah. Set your thing in Sylvania. You know, it's got the Sylvania Cup. What's cool about the Sylvania Cup? Well, we've got Ware teams, Sylvania Pact, all the vampire teams are in there. You can run your normal guys, but for this league, we're going to have the vampire theme as well. Yeah, um, oh, that, that'd be great. That's, you know, you've got like six vampire teams to play sweet. with all up against each other. That's sweet. But I, and I, think, yeah. I think the last thing for me is that if you're lucky enough to have a league that is willing to accept a limitation on teams... That's amazing. That's the perfect idea is we're going to have a vampire league. I'm in a zombie league at the moment. It's insanely fun. I've got my strength four zombie now, so absolutely winning. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's the dream. <laughs> um, it turns out kickoff return, very useful on zombies. Um, oh, yeah. There you uh, go. You'd never, never learn that without a zombie league. You certainly wouldn't. Um, but it is fun to have a limited league. But if you've got a league that only plays two times a month, one times a month, mm-hmm. one, to- one times a month, you don't want to limit the guys who have... I've gone to Games Workshop. I've bought myself a uh, pro-off team. I'd like to play pro-offs, please. No, no, no. We're only having a horror time right now. Yeah. Not great. But this league is going to be set in Sylvania, so we're going to add these teams to this league uh, for this period of time. So you just you can expand it. So, you know, Ben, you and I, the people who like to, to model cool things and try team teams, we can have it. So, but, you know, Simon is going to come to the league with uh, Dark Elves. He can still play. And it, yeah. you know, you've got to have that agreement with the group. But these teams are relatively balanced. And yeah, I, I like, hey. and they're just fun to play. But I yeah. think even if they're not, nor is Blood Bowl, you can't exactly compare halflings to what else and say this game is balanced. Um, you just have fun with it, and I think that is really the most important thing. With it is just, just try new things. I think it's a really good thing to encourage in the hobby. You know, try new thing, new ways to model your stuff try new ways to paint and try new ways to play the game because it just makes it spices it up absolutely and if you're running a tournament sneak these in it won't go down well with the naff um but no i am a i'm so on board with all the work the naff has done and uh the way it unites a load of tournament stuff but um don't let it limit what you think of as blood bowl um, because if you've ever played an RPG, if you've ever played some D&D, if you've ever explored something and made it your own, this is a really good resource to do it and uh, just play some crazy games of Blood Bowl with some friends and you'll have you'll have some serious stories. I mean, this is why we say mixed teams. They become your own teams. Um, there's one more team I do need to mention because uh, one of our Patreons mentioned it. We've already talked about Ethereal Team, but one of our Patreons was like, it, you've got to mention the dwarf engineer team um, and there's a bunch of dwarf teams this dwarf team is fun the dwarves don't have tackle they come with uh, they come with the Hail Mary Pass uh, bazooka guy a bombardier a chainsaw the death roller uh, you know it, they've got runners with two runners with sure hands they've got kickers with block kick and dirty player they've got no uh, blitzers no slayers it is all about oh, yeah. secret weapons and there's no tackle on the lineman so they're a bit cheaper, so you can buy the crazy stuff. This is dwarves as they were in second edition, and I love yeah. it. And this is the team I'm going to be painting up my. Um... Oh, help me out here, man! The, the fan out team, out. yeah, nice to to, Very nice. to play. Uh, I don't think I'll go for that paint scheme of blue and white, but it, you know, it's just 
it can be used as dwarfs, but it could also be used as a dwarf engineer team because, yeah, why not? Dwarves as they were um, when they were fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, hate, we hate on dwarves quite a bit, and that's uh, well entirely deserved. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Ben, was there anything else you wanted to add on secret teams? No, I think that's it. Just... Uh, let us know as well if you're planning on doing a secret team and it'll be awesome because we love talking about them. We love encouraging them to go out there and pick a secret team and make some stuff and it'll be awesome to see. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to give it a test run, um, honestly, I think Summer Sorcery, our Fumble Tournament, is going to be a great place to do that. And it goes live in about a week after this podcast airs. So if you're listening yeah. and you never tried Fumble, Join up. You don't have to join the Discord. It's no problem, but I do recommend joining the Discord because you get some good stuff. We're going to do round predictions like we did before, but better organized. Now I know what the people want to do. And uh, we're going to stream as many games as possible because it's just so cool to see these teams develop, to build the stories. Um, teams are already signing up, which is wicked. Um, and I'm just really excited to see Blood Bowl that we've not seen before. And uh, hey, bring on the stories. Hell yeah. Love it. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, with that, we will wrap up um, today's podcast. What we are going to be doing, unless, now this is always a caveat, unless Games Workshop release the Snotlings, when that happens, we will drop everything and go Snotling mad, right? And when I say Snotling yeah. mad, there'll be an unboxing, there'll be a review. When Ben and I get our hands on any kind of rules, we'll be talking about it. Um, Ian Warhanam Hannam is going to paint us up, up a team so we can get some YouTube in immediately, uh, depending on lockdown rules. Um, and yeah, we're going to go, boom, we're going to go explore Snotlings and, or it might be easy just to do some fumble games like we did with Old World Alliance, you know, to get yeah, that, that info in. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> that was really good fun. That was great fun, actually. Um, so unless Snotlings happen, our next episode is going to be all about Skaven because we've been, we were kind of waiting for the older teams and then going back to them during a bit of downtime. Mm -hmm. I love Skaven and kind of been holding off, hoping they'll get their own spike. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, you know what? I'm happy with Snotlings. I'm very happy with how Skaven play now, and I've got a cheeky little bit of experience with Skaven. And Ben, yeah. you've played Skaven as well. So Yeah, I'm um, painting up a Skaven team. So, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, so we are going to be talking all about Skaven. So if you've got any tips, tricks, or some horror stories, drop them into us because we would love to talk about them on the next podcast. Uh, but for now, we are going to wrap up. So, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, drop us a message. Let us know what you're getting up to, what's going on, and uh, your experience with Secret League and some of the crazy teams. Um, and, yes, that is going to be it for me. And, Ben, thank you very much for, for hanging out and for being excited about I was so excited enough to, to, to want to do a stunty, uh, Secret League special. Hey, it's worth it. It's worth its own show. That's so good. <laughs> That's worth many shows. We should do, might, we're yeah. in danger of becoming the Secret League podcast. But would that be a that. bad thing, right? Would that no. be a terrible thing? <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. We basically already are, which I love. Right, yeah. guys, we will catch you on the next episode. Toodaloo. Bye-bye.